On this episode of the Real Life Caddy Podcast, Big G and Sabo have a boatload of content to get through. The boys have been very busy on the course, and their caddy story section is packed. Highlights include a million-to-one chance encounter for Big G and a guy the boys met who made an amazing birdie. Kind of. The boys then turn their attention to the new book about Phil Mickelson and then proceed to work through a number of listener mailbag questions and interactions. Zabo continues to get hounded by listeners about his alleged hole-in-one, and they get challenged to play a match against each other. As always, the episode ends with listener shout-outs. If you have any questions or comments, please send them in on social media or via email to podcast at glorifiedunkey.com. If you are a new listener to the podcast, make sure to work your way through the catalog of previous episodes, and don't be shy about sharing the podcast with fellow golfers. My name is Dan Wax, and I have a handicap of, sidebar, there's a question mark in the script, I say that's accurate. I live in Florida, and when I'm not shopping it around the golf course, I am a professional actor and voice actor. I'm also a huge fan of the Real Life Caddy Podcast. Thanks to all of you for listening. And we really hope you enjoy this episode. Episode 92. This one's called 14,000 to 1 or more. Or more. Uh, Yeah, you don't know why that is. That's the oddest podcast name I've ever heard. I have no idea. Very curious. Uh, Also, we just had a discussion. If the intro is different, if it's Dan that did the intro, this is your invitation to contact us if you're a listener and you want to do the intro. Yeah. All you have to do is email me, podcast at glorifiedonkey.com. And I think it's a fun thing. It Get, could be fun. Yeah, I'd hit them up. Give yeah. it a shot. It'll, it'll be fun. If you want to hear your voice on the podcast and introduce us, that'd be a, be a pretty cool intro. Exactly. And so this one... He, now we're recording this on Sunday to go out on a Wednesday So I emailed Dan And if he does it If he gets the email on time he's done it If not it's going to be my voice and this will sound ridiculous yeah, Nobody wants to hear your voice Nobody wants to hear it Well some people do like it though <laughs> Now before we crack on okay, Any uh, regular listeners to this podcast Will know that Zabo Isn't a big fan of Lee Westwood uh, He isn't a big fan of European Tour And he does not like Football, however. But wait, wait a second, wait a second. I, I kind of changed my tune. Oh. Yeah. So the, the, I, I forgot to talk to you about this. I, oh. I invited you to that football game where when we say football, we mean soccer. The soccer game, the Monterey. Monterey, where we live. They have a new new professional soccer club. It's the Monterey Bay Union Field uh, Field Club. And their club, yeah, FC, football FC, club, football club, whatever. There you go. Same, same difference. Anyways, so, so they're a step below for the United States Major League Soccer. So yeah. they're the minor league team. I went to a game. It was amazing. I loved it. I'm going to go to every game. It's amazing. You got to go, G. Oh, they yeah. actually have a Scottish player, too. What's his name? I have no idea, but I saw you from Scotland, Dan something, <laughs> Dan's, O'Donnell wow. or something like that. You know, Scottish. Wow. Yeah. What a turnaround. They're Frank. playing next week. You got to go. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. I, I was impressed. Remember we recorded the, uh, the podcast at the Monarch, the pub? I do. So yeah. the owner of that, Paul, who's a Villa fan, he, he, I think he does all the booze for it. Does he? Yeah. He's oh, you know what? I think I did see one of their, uh, they had a banner up there. Yeah. A cu- couple of uh, bars sponsored, but it, it was, it's awesome. Anybody in the Monterey area. Just wait till you start playing disc golf. All of a sudden you'll be uh, a disc golf pervert. Hey, my eyes are, are open. Really? <laughs> well, Kinda. I, I, I was never a huge soccer fan, but I went okay. to this. I went to this game and it was like watching live hockey. I loved Tremendous, it. Tremendous, brilliant. Well, I'm really amazing. happy with that. Yeah. Uh, I'd, we were expecting the tsunami of people giving us grief about laughing about disc golf. We didn't get it? Nothing. It's because there's no such thing. It's throwing, mm-hmm. throwing a frisbee into a hoop. There's it no disc golf. like everybody agreed with us. Uh, so we have plenty to talk about this week because there's loads of stuff in the mailbag, uh, questions, comments. You getting roasted about your hole in one again? Me? Which, yeah. Oh come <laughs> yeah. on! A hole, a one's a one. <laughs> I made a one. We we have to start with stories, carry stories as always. I'll let you kick us off. Oh man, I've been on a stretch of of mm-hmm. bench jobs like you wouldn't believe. I had uh, it's been like seven in a row off the bench, different groups every day. Normally you get that group that's like, let's go with you tomorrow, or they want you to go. And then I had a couple of groups ask me to go with them, but you know the 
it wasn't really there to make it worth my while to go with them again. It was enough chatter. Was like, yeah, I'll take my chance and off the bench tomorrow. So a lot of those in a row and a lot of bad golf, a lot of missed putts, mm-hmm. a lot of missed putts. I did have one. Is that because you're reading them? Yeah, that's that's a big part of it, actually. Actually, no, but I did have one. It was a four caddy for three. Three young guys are all under under 50, and they were uh, all three of them shot 74 or better. They were all plus wow. plus handicaps. It was amazing. It was the yeah. best. It was it was such a pleasant break from the average golf that we see where people just hack it around the golf course. It was they were hitting greens, hitting fairways and making putts. It was fun. Sometimes that is hard to get used to. It is, I know. And then the next day I went right back to Hackville with the guys, you know, three jack in every other hole. Well, one of the times I played the big course, I remember I was under par getting into sixteen mm-hmm. and I had a genuine chance of shooting 65 that day, right? I was five under in the front, right? Wow. And as soon as I thought about shooting a low number, it just started kind of unraveling. Never think about the number, yeah. Well, I get to 16, downhill, and normally we would have someone, oh, play at 160. It's 160, it's downhill, play at 160. And I, I, I hit it onto the third hole. Because I started carrying for myself <laughs> like I would someone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and somehow... It's not really 160. Yeah. It's 140, yeah. So, you, you know, you really have to dial it in when you have a, a player that can hit the ball. You do, yeah. Yeah, you, don't, you, you can't lie to him like you lie to the normal players. Lie to the normal people all the time. I did see... I don't get too impressed um, by golf shots very often. There's not many shots. I mean, we mm-hmm. see so many bad shots, a lot of good <laughs> shots. There's not, not really shots that really impress me. I saw... Two ridiculously impressive shots. This one, my buddy Ian was caddying for this guy on the 14th hole at the week course, big par five, not really gettable in two for most guys. This guy could hit it. He was probably he was probably a scratcher at plus one. He was uh, an instructor at a top golf in mm-hmm. like South Carolina. Billy, I forget his last name, but anyways, he he hits a, a decent drive, but he's got like 275. And I'm just I'm caddying for my two people. And I look back and I see he's got a three wood and he laces it and hooks one over the water, onto the green, wow. to about 10 feet. And mm-hmm. He missed the putt, but unbelievable shot. I was like, dude, I seriously, I don't get impressed by a lot yeah. of golf shots. Takes that a was lot damn to impressive. impress a caddy. Yeah. It was impressive. We have to move on to the crow at some point, but I wanted oh, to tell you. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait till you guys hear that. This is unbelievable. You're never going to believe this. Yeah. This is another one. Well, you won't believe that. This is, this is, the reason this one is called 14,000 to one or more, right? Those, oh, yeah. are, the, those are the odds of getting a hole in one. Okay. Uh oh. Fourteen thousand to one. Okay. Now, the next story I'm going to tell you is a hole in one more likely than this scenario. Okay. So, I'm like yourself. I just came off of about two months of almost solid request work. We worked a bunch together. We did. And then it comes to an abrupt end for about a two week period. Mm-hmm. I get nothing. So, I uh, I can't sit around idle, and. I decided, you know what, I'm going to do some bench work. Mine as so well. I've had four days in a row now. I've actually had a great time. Beginner golfers, couples golf, mm-hmm. stuff that I usually wouldn't really turn me on, but <laughs> it's all it's all between the ears. I had a great time. This morning, so I wasn't, I, I was off Sunday, big course, never a big fan. Yeah. Wife pace was, of play. Oh, pace drags. of play. Oh, yeah. You, know, you just never yeah. know. So, wife was off today as well, and I thought, you know what? We're going to do the podcast this afternoon. I'll, I was going to use that as an excuse to prep, but you know me. I yeah. take five minutes before you arrive to just yeah, write exactly. some notes yeah. down. What prep? But there's no prep. <laughs> so I mean, you know what? I'm, I'll work because my pal Stephen, who runs the caddies up in the office, he says, you, you'd be looking about a half seven job. So I'm thinking half seven. Can't beat that. Done off, by noon, yeah. Half 12. Yeah. yeah. You know, get the rest of the day. So turn up, you know, 10 past seven this morning. I got a 750 job. Beautiful. And I walk down to the tee and I see there's two guys walking and there's a cart job. Now, normally, what would you do? Straight to the cart. There you go, Rick. (laughs) I'll take that cart. (laughs) Well, I'm working with Yannick. Yeah, he's senior. Uh, But he's late. And I just thought, you know what? He's late. I'll let him take the cart job. I'll do the carry job. I like the look of the two lads. I just, I could tell. I just looked at them and went, get a good vibe. I just got a good vibe. Go on the first tee, walking up the first hole. And they, they, I'd heard they were from Scottsdale. I went, all right, I've been out of Scottsdale a couple of times in the last six months. Mm-hmm, you have. Jim Hughes owns a house. I went out, blah, blah, blah. Did my groundwork, went to the waste management. And one of them turns to me and he says, do you have like a golf blog or something? I went, it's a podcast. He goes, yes. You sat with us at breakfast. What? 
in Scottsdale. In Scottsdale? Like five, four months ago. So this was before the waste management? Or yes. Do, before? Yeah, yeah. So we're out to do some recon for the, for the waste management. Yeah. And we went to this place. Oh, man, what's it called? It's called The Hash. The Hash? It's in Scottsdale, middle of Scottsdale. It's, okay. it's a breakfast place. They make these donuts with cannoli cream on the side. Ooh. Phenomenal. Right That's this Italian alley, that. yeah. <laughs> you love that. So that day, that morning, it was a Sunday morning, place is mobbed, so we're sitting along the bar okay. on the outside. It's Scottsdale, 70 degrees. You know what I mean? It's warm. Yeah. And of course... Big mouth here. Now you got to chat everybody up, tell them about the podcast, <laughs> exactly. you know, it's hey, so you funny. listen to the podcast? So this couple are next to us and I just start talking to them. A cu- like husband and wife? Husband and wife. Okay. That's the guy. He said to me at the time, he goes, oh yeah, my wife's 50th this year, we're going to come out to Monterey. I, I gave him a card. Never I says, called well, you? I, you know, he might not be a podcast listener, yeah. who knows, I don't have my contact details on there. But you randomly get assigned to his This morning, he is my guy. That is insane. His name's Tim. Tim Connors. Tim Connors. That's and crazy. He, and he's pal John. Wow. Bradswell, his name is. They both play at a place called Silverleaf. Oh, Silverleaf, so that's, yeah. That, that place is covered now. Next time we're in Scottsdale. But can you... Are the chances... Now you think about that. There's 300 caddies where we work. What are the odds? There's what, 75? Well, there's... On all three courses, it could be 150,000 rounds of golf a Yeah. I, it's crazy. That is crazy. That is... that. I couldn't believe it. That is crazy. I hate to I hate to one up you, but I have one. Oh, yeah, oh dude, I, I love one up in you, but this one was even <laughs> crazier because I wasn't even on this group, but they showed up late and they needed to be shuttled out to the fourth hole because they were they missed their tea time. They were this was like seven, eight years maybe longer, ten years ago. They were late for their tea time and they didn't show up for like an hour. So I'm waiting for this job. They finally show out husband and wife. I get shuttled out out to the hole and going through the whole spiel. Oh, how are you? Where are you from? And I'm like, oh, I'm from Rhode Island. Grew up in Rhode Island. And he's like, oh, my, my daughter-in-law's from Rhode Island. And uh, then we start chatting. And then they were like, yeah, our daughter-in-law, you know, she, her name's Megan. I was like, Megan? I said, I have a cousin named Megan. She's like, yeah, her dad was an OBGYN. I said, I said my uncle's an OBGYN. He goes, yeah. I said, my cousin's Megan Darcy. I goes, that's my daughter-in-law. That's our daughter-in-law. Megan Darcy. I was caddying for my cousin's in-laws. My cousin's in-laws. She had just got married the year before. I couldn't make from back back for the wedding because I was still in California. Isn't that? I mean, same thing. One in a million shot. I randomly um, caddied for my cousin's in laws, and they've been out like five times since. And I caddy for them every time. Great at, people. At the very best, that is an even, right? It's the same There's sort of deal. Though. It's same sort of. It's not a one up. You're right, but the same yeah. sort of. Isn't that crazy though? That's how that works out. It's just. It is nuts. It's absolutely crazy, and. It's happened to me before. I remember being with Big Tony, and there was a guy called Alan Connors, actually. He's from Scotland. Mm-hmm. And he decided to come down, see the course, go for a run. And I was walking down 15. I've probably told this story before, but I was with Big Tony, and I, and I pointed to this guy. He says, he's a jock, meaning he's Scottish. So the he was running on the beach? No, he was running, running up the road, running the golf course gotcha. at 15. That's what the English call us, jocks, which, you know, it's quite, I quite like the term. I says, he's a jock. And Tony says, how do you know? I says, I can just tell. And he came up to me and he says, uh, oh, hurry, guys, how's it going? And I went, told you. <laughs> I looked at Big Tony and went, shocking. Yeah. He says, do you know the Rorison boys? I went, well. I am a Rorison. That's me. Wow. He says, I play golf with your dad at Turnberry. That then, is crazy. I don't know. Four years ago, or four years later, I'm play- I used to play golf with him. He was in my group. Uh, we played quite often. Good player, Alan. And uh, he actually said, he was up in San Jose doing business. He came down here. And we were the only people he spoke to on the property. That's crazy. He said, you, you wouldn't it's, believe it. So, it's a small world out there. It's crazy. The it's golf a world's small tiny. world. The golf world is tiny. It is. So, crazy. But there you go. That, that, that was some good stuff. Um, I had Timmy Bluti's 105. He was back up with his group. Yeah, didn't we talk about him briefly last time? We said he was gonna, we were going to work for him. Yeah. But actually then that did work for them for a couple of days. Did. Okay. But Tim, no, I think we did speak about this brief lesson. He didn't play the blue tees, correct? He, he didn't play the blue tees. He moved up, yeah. He moved up. Good, good, Timmy. But it was the Ryder Cup format. Oh, God. Did yeah, I tell you about this? We did talk about this, yes. Did I tell you about yes. this? This was on the last podcast, yes. Are you sure? 100%. I don't think so. I listened to the last podcast. It's on there. Okay, so I might have mentioned <laughs> it. I think we got our dates kind of close. Briefly mentioned it. But yeah. I didn't. I was with them on the Monday for 36 holes. Okay. So... 
As soon as someone mentions Ryder Cup format, what do we do as caddies? Roll our eyes. Roll your eyes. Don't, please don't ever tarnish. I'm not a massive fan of Ryder Cup. It's not my favourite event in the world. But don't tarnish the name Ryder Cup with your golf. Correct. We did talk about this. I remember specifically talking about the same thing <laughs> at the so, last podcast. So I get 36 holes with them. Yeah. Right? And we tee off at 8 o'clock in the morning. I'm doing a four caddy. Okay. And these boys are grinding. Timmy's got them all worked up. There's a couple of beginners. <laughs> and they're just not... They're not that good, yeah. but, but he's got them so competitive that, yeah. you know, now they- That's I, the worst. I've never heard of this. I said, so how does it work? And I don't think the Ryder Cup works this way, okay? I've never heard of them doing this. <laughs> you win a point for each hole you win. If you win the match against your guy, you win one extra point, okay? An extra point, but you get a point That's every it. hole? You win a win. point for winning every hole, right? If you win four and three, there's still three points to play for, so it's not like pack up your bags and- we can just have fun. That's ridiculous. Okay, so grindy, grindy for the first 18. Uh, a, a quick break for lunch. We go back out on the big course now. And grinding again. Okay. Did they, did they play alternate shot in the afternoon no, round? That's what no, they, they do in the Ryder Cup. They were, they were, they were doing <laughs> singles in the afternoon, oh, right? So now it's like, oh, I've got to win my match. I gotta, there's, oh, there's eight of them. There's a group behind. and the group. It's, it's complete nonsense. Anyway, we get to the point now... I can't remember who won the match. I've tapped out at this point. But they're still playing for a point on 18. And we get to... He hits three great shots, Timmy, to get short of the green. <laughs> and then proceeds to shit himself and then throw up on, on himself in the same, <laughs> like in the same motion. Makes a smooth seven after being greenside. Oh, a seven would have been good. A oh, seven would have won the that. hole. So he's, he's he greenside in three and makes an eight. No, worse. No way. At 10 past eight at night, so... A full 12 hours and 10 minutes after we teed off in the morning, it's getting dark, and I am uh, giving him a read on a four-footer for a nine. For a nine and he's greenside and three? For a nine for, oh no, it's for an eight for a seven, he misses it, he got a nine for an eight, lost the hole. And he was greenside and three? Yeah, grinding. Timmy, you could have putted it around the bunker and then put... Grinding, mate. And I was just standing there going, I don't need to do this. Why am I doing this? 12 hours I've been out here and we're grinding over a four-footer. And you're not going to make it anyways. And he missed it. Because you can't hit it where I tell you to. So imagine, like, please, the Ryder Cup format. Abysmal. Abysmal. And these guys were so serious about it. It's like, I don't know, have fun and the golf takes care of itself. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Don't, yeah, don't put your pressure on yourself like that. It's ridiculous. Do you want to tell the crow story? Oh, where do we begin with that group? I mean, do, we we want to start with the crow. I mean, we could we could do half a podcast about Rich and just the the oh. poop stories we got through through Rich. I mean, yeah. you got to know your audience, and some people like the fart poop jokes, and Rich oh, loved yeah. them, and and that was in and of itself. But let's let's talk about the crow. So uh-huh. there was an incident with a crow. We played the big course, eleventh hole. Yeah, the eleventh hole. We played the big course twice, mm-hmm. and this gentleman by the name of Gary had Gary. a little problem getting the ball airborne sometimes and flaring it <laughs> off to the right. Some might call it a shank, others would call it something else. But so Gary hits a line drive missile low right, and this crow happens to be right in his line, and it nails the crow right in the dome, That's right it. in the dome. It, I mean, it was a one skip. It was. It reminded me of growing up going down in maidens in Scotland. And skimming stones, oh, right? God. And you would just, if you get the perfect, and because I was standing to myself, yeah. and we Paul were standing to the side, and we saw it directly. <laughs> oh, it was a gruesome That was a one skipper, and boom. Gruesome. It was Sideways. his second shot, though. It was his second shot. It was. We were only about 60 yards away, that's why we saw it. And boom, side of the head. And he wasn't, he wasn't dead, but he was, he was dying. He was Stun. definitely on his way to Stunned. death. Stunned. He was stunned. He was twitching a little bit, moving, and his buddies saw what was going down, his crow buddies. And uh, <laughs> Paul was like, I want to go examine this. And he got up close and I, ah, ah, ah. These other crows started dive bombing Paul, trying to yeah. peck at his head. And it's like, dude, we got to get out of here. These crows know what's going down. Yeah. The, 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 I, the crows are so damn smart, and they yes. have memories. They hold yes. on to memories. I've read, I read a book about birds and crows in particular, like mm-hmm. they can remember things from years previous, years. I'm talking like, it, it, it's amazing how smart these crows are. Incredible. So this crow saw that Gary was the culprit, <laughs> mm-hmm. saw plain day, Gary, you're the one who hit it. This crow started following Gary around, every, like all up in, up in his face, on his car, and uh, <laughs> yeah, followed us for like three holes. Three holes. It was crazy. And then the next day, I mm-hmm. kid you not, we get to Pebble Beach, and there is that crow 
pretty much all day following Gary around. Following yep. around. We got to live. back swinging. Ah, ah, and they're growing. Every time. You, Every time. The whole, the whole time. Follow this, this crow. It was partner. the same damn crow. Yeah. The, the the husband of the wife yeah. it's hard to tell with black crows um, <laughs> are there any other colours of crows yeah, I guess true. but uh, he did and then he shot in the the scorecard that was the worst <laughs> on the on the 18th hole he's like alright motherfucker this is this is your this is your last hole I'm gonna shit all over your scorecard and he did he I mean we saw the crow we were walking back to the cart and the crow looked at Gary and put like a big dump on his uh, scorecard the, we're like oh my god this crow hates you Gary do you know when the crow actually get hit one of the boys in the group went oh no no he's he's just stunned <laughs> I was like he's just stunned that crow was more than stunned <laughs> like that what, crow what what speed does a golf ball go at oh, travel like 120 mile an hour 150 Dude, and that was a square shot right square. to right to the to, skull so you got a golf ball compared to a crow's head that'd yeah. be like what that like for for us getting hit you know and, I'm and like, he felt what? terrible too he really did he felt so bad but I, he didn't feel that bad it oh it was tremendous it was absolutely great it's only birdie made in two days <laughs> true very true <laughs> I, I'll tell you I went up to Sacramento oh they yeah the boys boys from Iron Mechanical they had their charity golf do this was for the copper for kids getting kids out of foster nice, care nice. and actual families so it was a really good cause so myself Stevie Yannick and our boy Johnny Johnny, oh, uh, Johnny, Johnny. B yeah he, babysitting for three days with Johnny Really? Oh yeah, he went to a concert the night before. This is caddies for you folks. Yeah, this is like this Johnny. is life for caddies. He had a good time as he always does. Well, a couple of good things came out of it. He got us on Stanford. Oh wow! He, Perfect. Yeah, he knows the golf coach at Stanford, so I actually met him on the Thursday morning. And great course up there, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I heard it's spectacular. Yeah, but uh, met met him, and and he's going to come on the podcast at some point. Oh, the golf coach. Yeah, is the good, golf good. coach will come on and. Uh, we're supposed to pick, or Steve is supposed to pick Johnny up at seven fifteen. I know where he's this not is outside. <laughs> As I say, he's been to a concert the night before. He sent in the text thread. He sends, "I'm going to a concert tonight." And you know, yeah, yeah, at seven fifteen. We're all yeah. rolling our eyes. Uh, Stevie calls him, still in bed. Of course so he is. Yeah. Stevie comes here, drops his car. I drive over there. <laughs> we don't leave till quarter past eight. Ooh. So we're an hour, an hour late, basically, in leaving. Uh, means we miss breakfast. We go on the tea. Uh, you know, good course, good laugh. Yeah, uh, had to drive to Sacramento. Then that's you know that's what 150 hall, miles, yeah. but it took us four and a half hours because of Oof. traffic. Oof. And um, Johnny ended up taking us to a casino uh, that night. Right? Uh, he wanted a gamble, and we just wanted to eat steak. Uh, he says, "Oh, there's a steakhouse at the the yeah, as there usually is the casino." I thought, "Oh, perfect. Yeah. Turn up, uh, turn up there." On oh, by the way. This place made like downtown Las Vegas look five star. Which uh, casino was it? Uh, Thunder something. Oh, Thunder Mountain or yeah, 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 yeah oh, I know. Yeah. Man, rough Thunder Valley. Oh man, yeah, yeah. This, that's where this was like the twilight zone. Gamblers go to this, die. This, this is where the real <laughs> degenerates hang out. <laughs> yeah, it is. So we we turned up in the steakhouse. And the guy goes, "Would you want we went up steak?" He goes, "Oh, we're closed." Oh jeez. So we end up eating Panda Express. Not so, bad. Oh, dreadful. It's not even food. Uh, for people that don't know, Panda Express is basically fast food for Chinese. Oh, it's amazing. And it's awful. It's not. And Yannick, uh, he was up all night, shiting himself. Um, and the following morning, I was the same. On the golf course, I was lucky. I had to run to a porta potty, <laughs> which in, up in Sacramento in 100 degrees heat isn't Woo! a, pl- isn't a pl- not pleasant the place, place you to, to be. Step into, yeah. But uh, better there than yeah. the, the alternative. Alternative, yeah. Uh, we shot 62. It was a four club wind. Okay. Well, par 72 or par? Yeah, yeah. You shot 62? We were 10 under on a scramble. Oh. Wow. Okay, but it was a four good. club wind. Gotcha. And I guarantee there was no, there was no other group there that had, could play like us. And I thought, oh, that's a good chance. And we get in. There's a 61. And it turns out a 55 won it. 55? A 55. Like, come on. Yeah. yeah. Get out so of here. I did win the long drive, though. And that's the yeah, place that go. I did the long drive last year when I was on the tee. Nice, nice. So that was fun. Uh, we came down and ended up at Stockton. I uh, got a shout out my my pal uh, Goldie. He hooked he us up. Got you out there again. He took yeah. He got you out there last time. He did. Now Johnny was blackout drunk. Uh, he kind he of was overserved somewhere. He was like he well, overserved himself fault at all. <laughs> <laughs> so he he only played two holes. Uh, in those two holes, he like imagine this for a golf trip. How was your golf trip? He broke his driver. On purpose? Oh, I think he did, yes. Gotcha. He says it was in the grip. I says, well, if it's, <laughs> if it's snapped in the grip, why is it in two pieces? Yeah. 
halfway up the shaft. You know? So imagine out of my this. hands. Yeah. He ended up falling asleep from the third hole on. And we only ready, yeah. ready to go night night. Uh, yeah, we were big time night night. So we only played the nine holes, unfortunately. But we did go upstairs, have a bunch. You know, we got our steak. Finally, the three yeah, of us got our steak. Perfect. And I think he went to sleep underneath a tree. He did not get but a steak. Yeah. On his trip, on his trip. Listen to this, right? He snapped his driver, which is you know a six seven hundred dollar driver. Yeah. He lost his hybrid. Oh no! Right? Lost his hybrid. Hybrid. How do you lose a hybrid? <laughs> there was one of the holes where you, you could hit, see who could hit marshmallow the farthest. A and marshmallow? He, he decided to hit his hybrid oh, and geez. never picked it back up. He lost his music, you know, player. Oh no! You know, like his his JBL or something. Yeah. And he lost his rangefinder. Oh yeah, I remember when he texted you about the rangefinder. Oh JB, I love you though, bro. <laughs> oh, he's great fun. You know he what is, I mean? He is great oh, fun. talk about babysitting. So, but uh, that was Jed, Terry, Brad, all the boys up there. That was fun. That's awesome. Um, and certainly gets the taste for more golf trips. I want to go on more golf trips. I will. Golf is fun. I love playing. Golf. Uh, we actually have a. a a mailbag question later about that. Um, what else happened for you? Anything else to report? You know, the last the last uh, non-bench shot, I got it off the bench, and I was, uh, they were kind of late to the tee, and uh, so these, it's the, it was part of uh, the Shaquille O'Neal Foundation. So Shaquille <laughs> O'Neal has a foundation tournament. So these are all Of course like, they do. They've all got foundations. Yeah, they all tax right off. But anyways, they're playing this, this tournament, or, or not even playing a tournament, they're just playing golf out there. And uh, we get assigned our players and uh, working with Troy Bumgarner. He gets his two guys. And then I meet one of my guys. And then the the, the other guy was like, oh, you have that bag there. And I look down in the bag, it says Billy Walters. And it's a oh. Whisper Rock bag. And I was, yeah. like, I was like, whoa. I'm like, that's like Billy Walters. Like, if yeah. you don't know who Billy Walters is, you're probably not following golf too much in the whole mm-hmm. Phil Mickelson saga. So Billy Walters was kind of tied together with phil he went to billy welters went to jail for three years for uh insider trading and phil was kind of caught up with that he was friends with billy welters bought the same stock billy did when he did so he didn't go to jail for it but phil was caught up in that and i was like wow so and anybody who knows billy welters billy welters a good 60 minutes you should see if you haven't seen billy welters because he he is uh pretty much the only guy ever in the history of sports bettering who has actually been successful we have all these caddies, all these guys talk about the the fame and how much money they've won and all these sports bets. But Billy Walters is tried and true, like year mm-hmm. after where hundreds of millions of dollars. Like they don't take his bets in Vegas. Like he's not allowed to go in casinos because they won't take his bets. He's like he's like my idol. Like gambling, he's made a fortune gambling. It's amazing what that guy's done. Oh. And he made his he made his living for a while playing golf for money. And he's a hustler. He's he was a golf hustler, a pool hustler. His life stories about to come out next year in his book and uh you know the ship nut came book came out about phil mickelson yeah and phil was like whatever you know he's gonna say what he's gonna say but he's the word word is he is scared shitless on what's gonna come out in billy mm-hmm. walter's book because billy walters has his number you know knows everything about phil and what went on but anyways crazy catting for him i mean guys yeah. super super nice guy uh-huh. good player good player 16 handicap and i would not <laughs> play that guy for money that guy's <laughs> he's a 16 that plays like a four crazy well uh maybe he'd be a good podcast guest at some point he would you know he got my contact info said it was welcome to play his course anytime but hopefully he gets in touch with me but uh mm-hmm. super good dude and his buddy told me a few stories his buddy uh he's a head of r&d at callaway mm-hmm. and he's a pga pro he's probably he's he's a legit player he's probably a plus one or plus two and he told me, Billy used to fly him to Vegas to play money matches. And he's, he told me a couple of stories. He's like, this one time he flew us in to play these two brothers. and uh, Brothers? Well, they were actual brothers. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Siblings, if you will. So anyways, he flies them in to play him. And he goes, he goes let, let, let me do all the talking. I'll do all the negotiating. Billy told him this. He says, let, let me do all the negotiating. So they get to the first tee and he says, okay, we're going to play him 5,000 a hole. You know, Steve here, he, he, he's a four handicap, and he's li- probably a plus four or plus six at the time. He's a four handicap. <laughs> They're like, all right, he's a four. That's pretty good. We'll give him, we'll give him two aside. You know, a guy was a scratch player, and he pre- proceeds to shoot 65. So this four handicap goes out, shoots 65. They beat him out of like 80 grand. They were like, that's bullshit. He's no four handicap. We're giving him two less shots tomorrow. We're playing for $10,000 a hole. We'll give him two less shots tomorrow. He goes out the next day and shoots 62. Take, takes like a hundred grand off these oh, guys man. and this was just like billy watchers did he would hustle people out of money and golf and people people knew that about him but would go to try to play play against billy walters and beat him wow crazy 
That's, that's awesome. Well, well, I didn't get any Phil stories. I was kind of hinting at it, but you know, there was no. Could I have no to Phil buy the book? Uh, yeah, yeah. Zabel. I, I want to finish on one that happened uh, not long ago. We had a big group of guys in, and I think all we always talk about some of the good experiences we have, mm-hmm. but uh, there was there was no jail. The the one of the guys I had was fine. One of the guys just absolutely no jail whatsoever between just, us. Just wasn't, yeah. Yeah. I've had that a lot lately, believe it or not. Yeah. Well, there's, it was three rounds. Oh, uh, three rounds, yeah. Tournament, big competition, Ryder Cup format, no doubt. And this guy said he's a two or a one. Mm-hmm. I, and I think with a lot of people, they maybe get married, have kids, they, they, they used to be players, and then he maybe shot 72 at his rinky-dink yeah. country club once, yeah, and once that's and his level. Yeah, that's my two handicap. Man. That's what he thinks is, is his handicap. I would have given them 10 or 12, you know what I mean? It's, Waxed it's just, them, yeah. Just, just poor. Uh, kept, played a high cut most of the time, scooped it. And then, I mean, you know. So you never get the right club in your hands because, it's hard. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. hard to judge that, especially yeah. when wind. But oh, that's the worst. He was playing the fool, oh, this is great, I'm so happy, but it, it was all fake. Yeah. He was trying to convince himself he was having a good time, but <laughs> he's there for the score. He's, th- he's there to win. He thinks he's going to win this thing. Yeah, and he puts his arm around me in 15 and he says, on the first day, he says, oh, just so, so glad you're here. You're making this, this trip so much better. <laughs> I went, okay. I, I didn't feel that. Yeah, yeah. He wouldn't trust me in anything. So mm-hmm. again, get to the next hole, seven, uh, maybe 80 yards out, and hits it over the green. Because he's going, what club should I hit? 54 or a gap wedge? And I went, well, they're both the right club. Yeah. How are you going to hit it? I don't know how you're going to hit it. I said, honestly, I would hit, hit the gap wedge and take a little off. Feel the shot in there. Of course. Ear mills nu- nukes it. Ear mills are green in a bunker. Your fault. Yeah. And the, was the other one. You, you had two <laughs> options. You picked the wrong one. Gee, good <laughs> that was, job. That was the, yeah. that was the first club, club throw of the week. And this thing goes in the trees. And I said, I said, that's the best swing of the day. Which, you know, I thought we'll throw a little humour in there. I don't he think didn't like he, that. he didn't like that. He didn't like that. He wasn't a fan of that well. comment, yeah. So it's following day and we get the old wall, well, we're going low today. We're, you know, we're really gonna go low. <laughs> we're going low. We're gonna dial it in. We're going low. We're at the big course and I'm thinking, Yeah, I don't I don't think so. I don't, there's too many trees in this course the way you hit it. So, so we get, we get <laughs> Did you say that to him? No, that's what I'm thinking. Oh yeah, of course. Okay. I'm I'm still on his side at this point. Yeah. Kind yeah. of. Okay, hey, let's th- go low, buddy. Yeah, yeah. let's do it. You got fifty four holes, you know, we're eighteen in. Every, all the other caddies are having a great time, by the way. Everyone else is having a great time. Uh, get to the eighth, and it's 105 yards uphill. And I'm thinking, 105, back edge is about one, 19, 110. Mm-hmm. Now, you know that hole. I know that. Not only do I know that hole, I was with you on this loop, but yes, go on. Were you? I was, yes. Oh, okay. Yes. Well, you, I know what we're talking about. You'll remember. I, <laughs> I do remember this, I said, yes. 115 yeah. yards. And which was the right answer. And... He, I says, he says, well, that's my gap wedge. I says, what's your max with a gap? He says, 115. I went, yeah. well, that's a club. And yeah. I'm worried that if he scoops it like he has, he's going to middle yeah. of the green mm-hmm. and spin it back because that eighth hole, you have a plateau up top and a uh-huh. false front. It, you know, a lot of times. I remember what happened. Well, he, he nukes it. Absolutely nukes it. Pulls it. Pull hooks it. Finds the middle of the club face, let's say that. Yeah. And I could see this thing. It's still rising as it's going over the flag. So he's now 25 yards past the pin. Well, he must have hit it, yeah. 130 yards, right? Yeah, easy. And now he's completely steaming. Yeah, and he gets up there and he he starts swearing and going, not at me, but he says, "We, what the are we doing? <laughs> we can't. This has to be middle <laughs> yes. of the green." It was great. What are we doing? Yeah, I'm not doing anything, bro. I, I told you did 150, you did 130. Um, that's it. And I says, "Well, if you hit any less, I says you're going to roll off the front." And he goes like, "What? This whole day, this should be. This is a guy that's having a great time. Yeah, yeah. just so happy to be here. Love golf." So I told him where to go. I told him, hey, you pick your own clubs from now on. Buddy. And then his partner was, uh, he's like, what's going on? I says, oh, your mate's not as good as he thinks he is, okay? Yeah. He's, he's, he's just a, he's not shit. that good. Yeah. Uh, it was frosty for the next three, four holes. And then, you know, we got through it. Last day, it was out. It was finished. It was over. Look, yeah. how, how can a caddy get interested in this when, you know, they're not even into it? Yep. And i got to be honest, it was miserable. 18 holes. It was absolutely miserable. Um, luckily he paid me going up 18 there was a sh- handshake at the end and that was it done see you later everyone else is hugging and high-fiving yeah but, yeah we were you know I, I I don't I don't think it was me per se 
You know, it was just... It was he like, would have had that problem with anybody. I think know? he probably would have. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are like that. A lot. We, we talk about this all the time, how delusional golfers are. At, at delusional. Their own delusional. Remember that one we were on? The, the, the guy hits it and he's 30 to 40 <laughs> yards short. 30 to 40 yards short. And he's like, man, I thought I had it. I thought I had it. I pured it. It was perfect. It was like, bro. You, you you hit that a mile high was it was spinning on That's the right. way up and coming right. you thought you had it you were 30 yards from having 30, it 180 yard shot and he hit it 100, 145 it. yards yeah. he was 35 yards short of the, of the target and he says oh i thought i had that and he said either get glasses uh or uh, you know grow up it's it happens way too often too yeah. like people they don't realize when they hit balls into the wind when they when they get that elevated spinny shot like they hit their uh, 180 shot and it goes literally 140 yards yeah. in the air because it gets up and starts spinning. It's like, well, it's playing 180, but when you hit that balloony spin that you that yeah. you amateurs hit, I mean, that then just Johnny, doesn't work. Then Johnny Hack says, oh, was, it, was it playing the number? No, 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 no. <laughs> Got to take more. Um, yeah. And uh, yeah, so it's not always uh, candy and cream for the boys out here. Delusional. Um, it's, uh, you know what? I've had off the bench work the last few days, there was a, a lady called Rose that I carried for. Uh, she was there with her husband. Uh, really, really nice people, and they live in Florida. We got. I gave her some tips, and all of a sudden she was. She wasn't striping it, but she was hitting it straight. Hitting it better. Yeah. And the uh, high handicappers like that, they apologize. Yeah, oh, I'm yeah. really sorry for. I said, listen, we don't care. Yeah. We really don't care how bad you are. Just keep it fast. Pick up when you have to, and they're more likely to listen to us and and, and take some little piece. And we're, listen, we're not. It's not Hank Haney. Yeah, you know, we're not. Yeah. We're not going to change your grip and do it. Little yeah. tidbits little to tidbits. improve your ball strike, and I, w I would take Rose ten times over taking that that uh, knob jockey. That oh, for sure. No matter what the oh, pay is, oh, you yeah, know? yeah. So at at a certain point, the pay's not worth it. Uh, perfect, right? That'll do for carry stories, Zabo. We're going to move on now uh, to we'll talk a wee bit about this Phil book, Phil Mickelson, because uh, there's a lot to be said there, and then it's all going to be mailbag questions, uh, listener interaction, and shoutouts. In our little pause there, our little break, Zabo, that loop I had where the boy hit it over the eighth green, that remembers, that remind me, use your words, <laughs> right, um, you had, you were in the group with me and in the twelfth hole, do you remember you gave the guy a read for birdie and he missed it, he, he hit it like three feet past the hole. Yeah. So, you know, when we're given, what is it, and I try and do this all the time. Okay, if you hit it firm, hit it inside the yeah, hole. I, if you just get it to the cup, it's a little outside. I almost always do that. Give That's them, it. give them alternate read. There's a many <laughs> ways it. to make putts. You know, if you're firm, it's here. If you're, if you're dying in it, it's here. <laughs> you said you give him the read, and he stood over. He hammered it. it didn't even have a chance to break. And he goes, "I hit a great putt there, Mike." <laughs> and it was, it was almost like that's your fault. Yeah. Completely like, no, no, no. I hit a great putt, and that's a bad read. But it was a different way of saying it. It was brilliant. And you just. I let, yeah. Yeah, I let it roll off me. Yeah, I let it roll off me. So there's a guy called Alan Shipnock. Oh, who, God, Alan. He's a journalist, I guess you'd call him, a hack. He is a journalist, yeah. Um, well, he wrote a book. He was befriended by Phil Mickelson years ago. He's He was allowed he's inside the circle. many, many books. I mean, he wrote uh, Bud, Sweat, and Tease, the Rich Rich Beam, and Steve Duplantis story. He's, he's written right. a few few good books. Okay. Uh, and and Beam, Beamer wasn't a fan of that, by the way. He wasn't? I don't think so. I remember yeah. you asked him about that book and then he said, yeah, yeah he that's... was kind of cold on yeah, it, but so... it, it didn't portray him in a negative light. I mean, it, it, I think it portrayed him in a probably accurate light. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Well, Shipnock, he's in with the cronies at the PGA Tour and all that kind of shenanigans. He was allowed into Phil Mickelson's inner circle and has written a book all about the negatives, I guess, of Phil Mickelson. It, I wouldn't say all about the negatives. There's positives in there. I have the book, and I'm, I've I've started reading, and I'm like I'm not even halfway through it. But okay. I, but it's not all negative. I mean, it it tells tells some good Phil stories too. Okay, I I, I took it as pretty bad. Um, well, the the whole taken in context, yeah, the whole book is portrays Phil in a negative light for sure, which is interesting in the timing of this as well. By the way, um, with the with the Saudi Gulf League, etc. Uh, however, the, the the main takes I took from it were the the caddy situation where he used to on on a so for people that don't know when you win a, a tournament or your player wins a tournament the caddy usually takes the 18th flag 
has it Correct. signed, takes it home. That's his sort of, just like a burglar will take a little memento. Yeah. Or a keepsake. Or yeah. a serial mur- murderer, right? The yeah, caddy takes his that. little yeah. keepsake, right? Yeah, a little talisman, yeah. yeah. You put it in your garage or yeah. your golf hut, right? Exactly. Well, apparently Phil used to keep them all. Kept them all. And then when they parted ways, mm-hmm. Phil sent them all to Bones. He gave them all to so Bones. He gave them all. Okay. But he wrote, he autographed them in yeah. big block letters like an a hole. Oh, man. Like an a hole. Why would yeah. you do that, Phil? Well, You're ruining that good flag. Yeah. Well, and, and he sh- shorted them hundreds of thousands. $800,000 yeah, he owed them for over a year. Yeah. And that, that was the people always said, oh, yeah, I wonder why Bones and. And, and Phil are breaking up. It's all yeah, to do with that story money. is Bones fired Phil. Yeah. He was owed over $800,000 and it and took it, him a year to get the money from him. Good for Bones because he's got JT now. He had a great career with the Golf Channel or NBC. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was making good money there and now he's on JT's bag. I mean, shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hank Haney, his relationship. Was it Butch? No, Butch Harmon. Butch Harmon, yeah. Uh, and Butch Harmon told him all the, the stuff that Tiger used to do when he putted out, when he would walk up, he would let the other player a walk up to the tee then yeah, Tiger yeah. would come up after him and he used to get, you know all sorts of games and any the San Diego PR company that Phil so once Tiger stopped signing autographs Phil uh, employed a, a, a PR company to head up all of his sort of PR business and the the first thing he said is sign absolutely everything yeah uh, yeah which, that was that that's Phil's shtick he yeah. was uh, he was the the polar opposite to Tiger and Shipnuck mentions that early in the book that was like you know this is what this is what Tiger does, and this is what Phil does. Phil models his life after Arnold Palmer, who who takes all the time in the world with the fans, and he's very accessible and interacts with the fans and over tips where Tiger doesn't tip at all or under tips everybody, and Tiger Phil's just lavish with his tips. But it was kind of fake. That was the thing I took from it. It was all yeah, he's sort of structured it, that way. It's I mean, you can be a big tipper and still be an asshole. Yeah, true. Yeah. Um, what do you think it does for his reputation? Doesn't help it, does it? It, I mean, it's so tarnished right now with 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 everything he said about the Saudi League and now going to play for the Saudi League withdraws from the PGA. That that, that was the first time in I think major championship history the defending champion doesn't play yeah. in the major the next year. When does that ever happen? Ever happen? Yeah, ever. I mean, it's crazy. It's embarrassing for a lot of people. But I tell you what, the, the guy Shipnock. How, how many how many golf pros are going to allow? How many were near them? Journalists in general. I mean, Probably, who trusts yeah. journalists? I Nobody. Mean, yeah. Fake news. Love it. Uh, okay, so you're halfway through the book. I did not read the book. I just got told. I'll give you the full rundown once I finish. Yeah, you get the full rundown because you know me. I'm, I read one yeah. book every seven, eight they, years. They have it on tape too. You could oh, listen. Oh, there you go. Books on tape. <laughs> yeah, I probably still won't listen. I know you won't. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, I would rather hear it from... from uh, well, it shows you the class of, of his caddy that he never came out publicly and yeah. talked about this. Well, Bones is a, a true looper, you know, a true lifelong looper and uh, holds to the code. Mm-hmm. Keep okay. your mouth shut. There you go. Well, that's probably enough time we need to spend on that. Uh, I want to tr- bring your attention to a few different bits and pieces. Uh, Tom Fisher, who is a... Uh, who? Tom Fisher. Tom Fisher. Uh, Las Vegas. Mm, Pauti. Pauti Resort. It's an Indian resort, I think. Pauti. Pauti. There you yeah. go, Pauti. He's a, the director of golf there. Hey, G, things are crazy here in Vegas. The golf business is over the top busy. But I had to stop to tell Zabo that's not a hole-in-one. It's a chip-in. I've made putts almost that long. Let Tom, us know. Tom, easy Tom. <laughs> Let us know when you hole one on a par three on a regulation course or at least longer than 100 yards. Then we'll give you some love. G is right. You can't count that. Keep up the good work, fellas. Well, Tom, I am playing golf a handful of times in the next two months and uh I've been hitting it pretty damn good, so you'll hear from me soon. He he texts me as well, and he told me <laughs> he he has thirteen. Oh, thirteen! Oh, good ones. for you, Tom. Good for you. <laughs> good Nobody for cares you. about your golf, Tom. <laughs> Who asked you? <laughs> um, we also have another email that I wanted to tell you about. This one's from Michael Barr. Now, you're, I don't know if you remember Michael. He's an, uh, a listener from Australia. He had Good the good eye, Mike. Michael Barr. Um, he had Patrick Reed's blazer, his jacket from the President's Club uh, Cup. Remember this? 
Yes, I do. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's coming back to me. You know, I, my eyes just glazed over because it, it got me to thinking. Remember, I was just telling you about caddying for Billy Walters. Yeah. And uh, his his golf pro buddy. So Troy had these other two guys. And this this other guy, Sandy, he was uh, he was like the head of EA Sports for a number of years, bringing athletes and stuff. And uh, Troy looked him up when he got home. He goes, you're never going to believe this. But he retired, you know, and he's he's got a new business. Now, you know who he is? And I go, no, no, who is he? He goes, he's Patrick Reed's agent. Ooh. He said, no way. Patrick Reed's agent. I was like, I don't know where to go with that one, Troy. I'm not bringing that up to him. I once should have given him a card. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I once uh, carried in a group and the guy from EA Sports, remember? He goes, EA Sports. Yeah. It's in the game. That was him. It was the guy who the did the voice. I think wow. he was Canadian. Okay, so back to our Australian okay, friend. Yeah. Big G and Zabo, pleased to report that Patrick Reed's blazer went up for auction on Friday to support the charity Oz Child. You may recall you offered $25 US and I said I would use it as an opening bid. Remember that? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. I was understandably nervous that Patrick had lost any shine he had until his PR machine, aka his wife, managed to get him back into the headlines. When I saw that Patrick shot one under in the opening round of the PGA Championship and the auction was that afternoon, I was confident this might add to the value of said jacket. On your behalf, I was prepared to open the bidding at 50 US dollars. The opening bid of 200 Australian meant your generous donation wasn't required. I've attached a recording of the bidding for Patrick Reed's jacket as well as a photo of its place in the auction order. The jacket fetched 800 US uh, Australian dollars. No way! A pleasing result for Auschild and an indication of the price of Patrick Reed memorabilia at least in Australia, amongst a well-lubricated lubricated crowd of Aussie <laughs> men. I remain, as always, a faithful listener to the Real Life Carry podcast. Cheers. And he did send me the, the whole... Wow, so that's Actually, the, 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 the auction. It's the audio. So how many people were bidding on this? I mean, it couldn't have been more than four or five people, right? Uh... Yeah, it must have been two. Although two P. Reed has been playing well in recent week, he's finished tied for seventh today. He did. Yeah, he okay. finished the tournament. Not too bad. Scotty Scheffler lost in a playoff. He got in a playoff. I mean, he's still playing unbelievable golf. He, yes, after sure. missing the cut at the PGA. Well, there you go. Crazy. President's Cup Blazer 2019, 800U uh, Australian dollars. I don't know what that is, but if you say, what are you going to do with the, with a Patrick Reed jacket, though? I mean, seriously, I, I don't get that. I, I just yeah. don't. I don't get that at all. That's uh, that's pretty bleak, isn't it? But you know, thank you very much. Um, you know what, your boy Jim Atwell. What did Jim say? He's coming to town, Jim. Looking forward to seeing you in this next week. While caddying, what is your favorite stroke? Memorable round of golf. Favorite, while, while favorite stroke. No, no. While what is your favorite or memorable round of golf that you've caddied? Wow, that I've caddied or yeah. played. I mean. No, he says while caddying. Uh, I'd have to go with Sunday of the AT&T when I caddied for Kevin Streelman. I mean, it was, for me, that was, there was nothing like that. I've never felt that way in a golf course. Never, ever, ever, ever. Mm -hmm. Especially the last, the last 10 holes when he eagled the 10th, 10th hole. He, uh, last nine holes. I mean, he eagled the 10th birdie, the 11th, should have made the birdie on 12. But I mean, it was, he was in the hunt to win a PGA Tour event, and I was caddying for him. I mean, there was, mm -hmm. there was no feeling like that. That was the most memorable round of my life. And also for bad reasons, too, because he made a double bogey in 16. And yeah. <laughs> say lovey. Cost him a quarter but of a million dollars. It was, it was amazing. How about you? What's your most memorable round? I, I would probably say that I caddied for a uh, dying cab driver from, from New York City. Yeah. And that was so many stories. He had like four months to live. Yeah, I've I've had a few though. Those are I tear up at some of those. I really do. Oh, easy, easy. No, I had a. I, I think I talked about it last year. I had a father and son, and the the kid was only like twelve or thirteen, and his dad was his dad was going to be dead in the next next six months to a year. His buddies were telling me, and it was. I mean, it's hard to see that. The ones from anyone that was involved in nine eleven, I always find those ones fascinating. Yeah. Loops when they're telling stories about being in the twin towers or whatever during yeah. that, all that whole thing because it's you know so memorable Crazy. still. Crazy. Um, I, you know what? Before I forget, uh, there's a carry called Rich Casper who we work with. Yeah, big, love Rich. big podcast listener, and as is his his girlfriend Destiny. Right, so mm -hmm. uh, she knows we Brian that I was was helping 
in at the waste management yeah. in Arizona. We used to work together, and I met her about must be going two or three months ago. Okay, and I said I'll give them a shout out, and I'll keep on forgetting. Right, this is the preparation that I probably need to do about six or seven minutes preparation instead of five. <laughs> well, she gave me some cards uh, for her mother. Actually, I don't know what her mum's name is. Uh, Injected Artistry LLC. Mobile nursing and aesthetics. Okay, now if you go to it's actually Facebook at injected artistry and she's local and it says services include Botox, dermal fillers, skilled nursing, IV fluid rejuvenation, and it actually says and more. So, you know, who knows? And more. I hope Rich is passing those out to his players. Yeah. There's a lot of our players who need IV rejuvenation. Well, that's in the what. That, that's uh, I, I, any big groups that are coming out to the Monterey area. Check out Injected Artistry because drink as hard can, as you want and then get yeah. get juiced up. I've heard about this before in London. They were called Hangover Hotels, and it was when people go out on the sauce. The following day, they can go to a place, yeah. and seek shelter where people will come and bring them, you know, fast food watch television uh, and give them IVs. and uh, That's become a big thing in like Hollywood too. Like all those yes. Hollywood, yeah. Go so, out and get trashed and then get your IV. Get your IV. Hydrate. Injected artistry. Incredible. Um, I, I, I would love to try that actually. See what it's like. <laughs> yeah, she says she's got local clients. She goes five times a week. <laughs> wow, a lot of luscious here in the Monterey area. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of sauce. Uh, what we got? Question here. What do you think the future of the PGA Tour is with a new Saudi Golf League coming on the horizon. That's from an A. Jakeman in Ashburn, Virginia. We uh, we'll see. I mean, the first event's coming out in uh, what is it? Two weeks? weeks. Yeah. They were supposed to announce the full field this last Friday, and they delayed that. They still haven't announced the full field. So I'm curious to see that first. What the full field is, mm-hmm. and I think those fields are going to be ever changing in the next uh, three months. You're gonna you're gonna see a lot of guys jump ship. I'm telling you, Lee Westwood's going to win a tournament. He's going to win. <laughs> Lee Westwood's going to win five million dollars, and people are going to be like, "Why the hell is Lee Westwood winning five million dollars?" If I if someone put a gun to my head, I would have to say that the PGA Tour will become the secondary tour to this. Money talks. Seriously? Yes, I do believe so. Oh, man. I, yeah, I, I could see it, but I think it's going to be a while. It's, it's, it's going to be a super interesting to see what it's all about because it's 54 holes, shotgun start. There's teams. I want to see how this team format works and how they play that, that mm-hmm. up and all that, but it's going to be interesting with the. If you think about the current situation on the PGA Tour, there are almost three different levels of tournaments. Like you look at the AT&T out here. Nobody comes to that. Nobody comes to that. No, you know. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the different like John Deere Classic. Nobody pl- plays in that. Well, people do play. PGA Tour members play. In they that. do. They, the the good, I'm, good players. There's I mean, different those, levels of, of certainly, certainly, you know, way, way different levels. There's levels. I mean, when when you're talking top fifty players in the world, there's a lot of those tournaments that you're not going to see, but three or four of the top fifty. Yes. But but at the same time, they're PGA Tour level players. You're not getting these. A lot of these guys that have lesser status, but but a lot of status on the Corbin Ferry Tours get into those events, so it gives them chances. But it's mm-hmm. still, still a high level of golf, but it's not the highest level of golf. You ain't bringing in the viewers and the telly. Correct. That's what, Correct. That's what I guess. And that, the purses reflect that. Not really, though. The purses are still, they're still like six, seven million. They're still know, ridiculously but, but large. You're now talking about Saudi Golf League where a purse is going to be 20. I know. Minimum that's 25. That's the question. That's the so, question. Well, how, yeah. much, how much does it entice those players away? And, if, and what does the PGA Tour do about players jumping ship? Because they, before they were talking bans, and now they just, they sent that letter saying you do not have permission to play, but they're not saying what the penalty is going to be because I think they're fearful oh. that of certain guys jumping ship and then saying, well, we can't ban them for life because we really need mm-hmm. them on the PGA Correct. Tour. So it's going to be very interesting to see what mm-hmm. the repercussions are for guys that play in the tour. Kevin Nall's going to do it. Mm-hmm. Jason Kokrak's going to do it. Lee Westwood's doing it for sure. Sergio's doing it. Ian Poulter's doing it. But see, a lot of these guys are at the latter ends of their careers. Pretty much all of them. All of them that are jump ship. Phil, for God's sakes, plays on the Champions Tour if he wants to. I mean, he's he's... He's doing, I think, what the smart move is for him. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I've always said, talked about the Manchester City uh, mirror where they didn't get the top players straight away. It took a couple of years. Yeah. But I could say to you, hey, Zabo, are you, ha- are you happy where you live? 
in your little your house, your wee flat. I am. Okay, you want to sell it to me? No. I'll give you four million for it. Done. <laughs> you see, you see, <laughs> money, money talks. So it, yeah. you're absolutely right. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. It's gonna happen. Here's one. This is interesting. Who would win in a match between Big G and Zabo? And that's from Peter Townsend in yes, Peter. Naperville, I'm glad Illinois. you asked that question because Big G thinks he'd win by a mile. Oh no, no, no! I didn't say by a mile, but I'd, no, I know. think, I think, I think, had we played a year or two ago, you would have waxed me. Right now, I don't think you'd beat me. Okay, and well, I'm ready. I'm ready to play. Let's, let's play. Let's a match go. Let's go can, in June. We'll do a 36 hole uh, thing somewhere. Easy. I don't know about 36. We're we're old men. Let's oh, play no, 18 holes. Uh, okay. But yeah, if you want to get beat on 36 holes, I'll beat you there too. Perfect. Well, you know what, Peter? We will answer that question. Thank you for uh, asking that month, question, Peter. In a month. <laughs> uh, Zabo just got new new wedges. He did? Um, okay. Uh, that is the end of the questions. Listen, if you have any uh, mailbag questions, please email them in podcast at glorifieddonkey.com or via social media. Now, I actually have forgotten. There are more more questions here. Sorry about this, folks. I like questions. Keep them coming. Uh, yes. Questions are good. This this comes from a Tommy in New York. He's a Twitter follower. He's a new listener. Awesome. Thanks for Actually, listening, Tommy. He used to work on when he when he retired. He says that uh, he did a little bit of caddying in the Gateway Tour, the Hooters Tour, and the PGA. So nice. we might have crossed paths. I was caddying on the Hooters Tour for a little bit. The Hooters. No, you were in Hooters. That too. You weren't on the tour. You were the Hooters. I was caddying on the Hooters tour. Ted Potter Jr., who uh, won the AT&T a few years back, he, he's he's really hurt and miss, but he was on that tour at the time, wow. winning like every event. It was crazy. He says, it's always amazed me how different pro golfers play a practice round versus their demeanor during a tournament. Take the Masters, for example. In practice rounds, they're skipping the balls across the pond in 16 and laughing. Yet, I've never seen a pro during a round in regulation attempt that. <laughs> uh and I've seen a lot of great shots in 16 during practice rounds. I just believe the players should play more like they practice and less as intense during official rounds. Uh, I'm sure you have seen the benefits during a loop when your players are relaxed uh, and they can score much better. Um, what would you say? I, I would agree. There, there's some truth to that. There's some truth to that. I mean, I see I, like when I caddied for Strillman that year in the practice round at Spyglass, we played 14 holes. He birdied eight of them. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. And he was just, you know, Having fun with the but his buddies playing with Harry Higgs and Joel Dahman and a couple other guys. I mean, it was it was a more relaxed atmosphere. Granted, a lot of those guys, you know, they they'll make a birdie or be out of the hole and then they just putt around. So they're not really playing a score out there in the practice round. But there's, I think you're right. A lot of that attitude is uh, much more relaxed in the practice round when they strike the ball better. Tommy, who also tells me his nickname is Jackass on the golf course, that's a good nickname. Uh, he said he's played 164 golf courses in his lifetime. Do you think that's a lot? What do you think the average is? A good that's question. A good, that's a great question because I, you know, I don't, I couldn't even say the number of how many co- different courses I played. I've played a lot of courses many, many times over, but I don't know. I don't know if I've even played that many courses. It's a good question. Uh-huh. I would, I would imagine. I'd imagine the average would probably be under hundred. Yeah, for, I would for, think for so. Most yeah. Golfers, people are creatures of habit. They find mm-hmm. courses and play them often. Yeah. If you if you have an answer to that, let us know. How many courses have you played? I might post that on Twitter. Uh, that's another shout out as well. Um, if you are on social media, check out Glorified Donkey on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and also TikTok. Find yeah, the TikTok. They, they, you actually had a good TikTok post. I like that a lot. The, the mermaid video is gonna oh, be on. I haven't done it yet, but I'm. I'm gotta I'm gotta into, get that I gotta on. Get on. People want to see it. They do. People. Thomas Hall does. Shout out to Thomas. Tom, Tom, oh Thomas. yeah, Thomas yeah, does. Thomas wants to see. Thomas, you're gonna be. It's impressive. Um, uh, what else we got? Check out. Oh yeah, I meant I meant to mention this all the time. We we have a bunch of like they're not sponsors, but they're kind of like affiliates. I want you to, to all if you're interested in buying gloves, golf gloves, mm-hmm. check out UpGlove. Okay, use the discount code Glorified Ten. Glorified Ten, ten percent off. It's a subscription, or you can just buy individual gloves. Yeah, great, great uh, gloves too. They really are quality. almost almost too good. Yeah, they they're really good. Uh, I I would I used to buy brand new gloves, and I'm really strong with the left hand. And at the the bottom of the the palm, yeah, it wears the, out in that I, one I, spot. I, they literally would disappear two days or two, two rounds ago. These things, 10, 12 rounds. They're they're very comfortable. So yeah, that's, uh, up that's upglove dot Check them out and use use the. There's a link on our website glorifieddonkey.com and you can also use the discount code glorified ten. Uh, got some shout outs. Uh, Marius Haas, who you know, 
Marius, how are you? He is one of the co-owners of Austin FC. He That's is, Austin yeah. Football Club. That's in the MLS. So he said, Marius, I'm, I'm a fan of football now. Let's, yeah. I, well, I, I asked for, a, he's going to send me a shirt. Um, so we'll get to. Nice. Because I'm not particularly interested in MLS. I never watch it because I've had, I've no skin in the game. But now, you know, I know a guy that owns one of the teams. There you go. So um, I think he said that Matthew McConaughey is one of the, all right, all right, all right. Yeah. He's one of the co-owners as well. Um, so uh, also Stuart and Dan Wax. So Dan is the guy who's doing the, the intro there. Oh, nice, nice. So he'll, thank you, Dan, yeah. for that. Again, this hopefully. is a 50 yeah. <laughs> but uh, I think he'll be, he'll be sorted. Stuart was actually, he's friends with Big Tony's brother. He listens to the podcast nice. and he was down. I carried for him uh, a few weeks ago. Absolutely love caddying for podcast listeners. They're the best. It's fun. They it's just, fun. They, you know. Um, Nick LaFontaine who's a new caddy he got that guy Rusty Brown from Mississippi Rusty Brown I, I, it was a single It was there was so much work a couple of weeks ago I wasn't able to get it covered but he did text me and say oh, I got Nick I then saw Nick in the bar and a week later he says oh I had one of your guys he listens to the podcast oh great he said from the start to the end the guy was absolute gold he'd obviously listened to so many episodes he lightened the bag he's asking <laughs> is that strap okay he's got two balls in the pocket <laughs> everything we ever talk about he was there just yeah we train and, him well and he tipped him fat too so there you go uh, thanks rusty and then we my last couple of uh of shout outs zaki mczack zach uh made Fo- up <laughs> zach, i think his name is zach F- uh, fogelman uh, he's from la and he's actually coming up here oh is he to play uh, or what to play yeah uh you and i are probably going to carry for him and he uh, he knows all about Scotland. He knows about a thing called Buckfast, which uh, anyone in the UK will know all about Buckfast. Um, I think uh, it's it, caffeine, alcohol, sugar. There's a good mix. There's, there's a good mix for a drink, mm-hmm. huh? Um, I think most of there was a young offenders place in Scotland, and they reckoned that seventy five percent of the inmates had committed the crime with Buckfast in their system. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Pretty brutal. Last couple of shout outs for me. Matt Phillips in Vegas. He's a, he's a keen cyclist. Uh, he loves listening to the podcast. And also, a DJ Trump. And he left a review on Apple. Right? So if you, if you want on Spotify, on Apple, feel free to leave uh, out of five stars, I guess. You know, five, five sounds five, good. Five's yeah. good. Yeah. You know, we don't mind. I don't really care. Uh, and leave a review just for uh, potential new listeners, but he he left one and it says, new listener, love the pod. He says, the stories are fantastic, the sense of humour is sublime, and the conversation is enthralling. Wow. I'm very happy to have found it. DJ Trump, that's what his name is. So thank you very much for that. Wow. Listen to that, like the sense of humour. That's amazing. It's st- not somebody we goaded into <laughs> writing a review. It's <laughs> <laughs> so, amazing. I didn't even write that. You know, I mean, I sometimes grab people's phones back in the you know a year ago. I'd be like, yeah, oh, yeah, I'll leave a review. Too intelligent for yeah, you. Way too. Yeah. The stories are fantastic. The sense of humour is sublime. 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 And the conversation enthralling. Enthralling. Oh, it's, it's very outstanding. Outstanding. I, uh, the last thing I'm going to say is types of golf course designers. Remember I mentioned this to you? Yeah. The way Americans view golf courses, they'll say, oh, yeah, I'm playing such and such. And they go, it's a Fazio. And I'm like, I wouldn't know. We're going to do a podcast episode where we should get an expert who knows about golf construction to come on and tell us the different traits of these courses. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I I, I don't know who designed anything. So I know who designed a handful, but yeah, I'm with you there. It's like, Oh, I'm great golf course. Yeah, yeah, it's a Norman. It's thirty six holes. One of them's a Norman. One's a Pete Dye. Oh, it's gonna kick my ass. I'm like, what? In that why? typical Dye fashion, you put that bunker in the wrong spot, and then I hit it there. And oh, <laughs> so yeah, that was John Day. He's a regular listener. You know, John. Uh, he was down, and he he's. Yeah, I, I was the conversation I had. He says, "Oh yeah, we're gonna go on." You know, NCAA and it's up this. It's a Pete Dye course. I'm like, well, what does that even mean? So that would be a great podcast to educate. So Zabo, shout outs, mate. Got to shout out some new listeners. Joe Liberta from Maryland, USA. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening, Joe. Good to have you. Also got to shout out Connor Dorton, a caddy at Peachtree Golf Club. Peachtree, I assume, being Peachtree in Atlanta, Georgia, I would think. Oh, yeah. Atlanta. So thanks for listening, Connor. Also got to shout out my good man, Glenn Goldberg going to caddy for you the next few days, and you're also uh, going to be on the podcast. So yes, that's, you, we're going to have uh, an actual dermatologist on our 
podcast. Yeah, you don't want to miss this one because he's got a good sense of humor and he he's going to he's a character. Basically, he's a educate us and school us on skin cancer, the sun. It's very important for golfers. It is, and caddies alike. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, Zabo, thank you again for your time. Thank you. I'll see you the next few days when we're working uh, together, maybe. maybe Around not. each other, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, for all the, all the listeners, if you are just a new listener, get back, listen to all the previous episodes. You'll have some fun. Most of it's evergreen content. Thanks for listening. Get out there, enjoy your golf, but more importantly, remember, don't get angry because you're just not that good. Not even close. <laughs>